What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. So this week, a major, major food crisis hit our senior high schools across the country. And uh, this is a subject of a major conversation this entire week. On Ghana Connect tonight, we're going to be hearing from teachers, the heads of the schools, parents, and of course, some of the students themselves. Let's have a conversation because it's thrown up um, this conversation that we've been having over time about the, the sustainability of the free SHS. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evan Smith and welcome to, to the show tonight. Uh, if you missed what happened this week, let me just give you 
uh, a sense of the challenge. We have talked with our students that when you go to the dining hall, whatever you find, that is what is available. So uh, currently, uh, for the single track schools, the first years have gone home. They now have the, only the second years and the third years. So that is what we are managing. She is complaining bitterly about the kind of food that they give them. The quantity is not enough. The quality too is not there. So I decided to be sending her some little money to support her to, stay, to be able to study effectively. On first last Saturday, say your mom will be an anapa. Your mom will be an Your mom will be an anapa. 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 She called that for the whole day, they didn't cook for them. The kitchen was closed. Yeah. They were there alone, hungry. The way the situation was, uh, she's back. At home now, which means our children are very hungry. They wrote the exams on empty stories. They give them yes, they give them just a ladder without even grammar, without bread, a ladder of cocoa without and sometimes no sugar. And when the headmistress say they victimize them, what kind of system is this? Why? And if the child at the center of education is suffering, then what are we doing to our children? We are gradually teaching this children how to keep because. A hungry man, you know what for this. One man thousand. One that they sell, that's too long one that they sell, like 10 cities or so. They give it to 10 students to share. But the moment you talk about it, you will be victimized. So everybody is quiet. The Minister for Education, Dr. Alcebichu, uh, just concluded a meeting with the leadership of uh, That is a conference of the Minister at Senior High School. And uh, the resolution was that we uh, acknowledge the matter. Of course, uh, that is uh, a problem that or a challenge that we envisage to happen. Uh, hopefully within the shortest possible time and later by Tuesday. What it means is that from tomorrow the food will, the food will, will start dropping. The Minister for Education, Dr. Alcebichu, uh, just concluded a meeting with the leadership of uh, hopefully within the shortest possible time and later by Tuesday. What it means is that from tomorrow the food will, the food will, will start dropping. Well, we, we, we try to manage how to not just the bare rice. For instance, uh, in one school, instead of cooking rice and stew, they cook rice and light soup, plain rice and light soup, so that they don't have to use oil. And in this light soup, would you have fish or meat in it? We will have some Kita school boys. So just a sense there of uh, what happened uh, this week when the uh, food crisis hit the schools. Uh, as we know, uh, the problem uh, persists, although uh, some food has begun to trickle in, uh, dispatched uh, by the education ministry. 
and so so that's where we are tonight and um, we're going to be having a conversation as i said earlier with the uh, parents the teachers the uh, the students themselves uh, and all of you who are listening and joining us because of the central conversation this throws up about the sustainability of the free shares. the question we're really asking tonight um on, on on the back of parents saying this week that uh, allow us to bear part of this cost um well, what about you um is it time uh, for government to to review the free SHS and allow uh, parents to, to to participate in the funding of the program, and and what 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 burden are you willing to take on yourself in the midst of this IMF conversation that we are already having uh, to in an attempt to, to get a bailout because the economy, as you know, is in a major major crisis. As always, Kweku Asante is with me. Kweku, uh, who do we have connected with us tonight? Evans, Anthony Ziga is a parent of an SHS student in the Oti region. He's on with us. Peter Kofi-Kilsen is a youth activist. He's connecting with us. Innocent Kudu Medifo, project management consultant. Charles Ajete Sowa is an administrator of the Council of PTAs. Antiaba, that's not her real name, is a headmistress in an SHS. And then Walker not also his real name, is a teacher in a senior high school. So, Evans, we've, 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 we've done a poll trying to gauge the views of Ghanaians about what they make of the situation. The question, like you said, in the wake of food shortages in senior high schools across the country, are you willing to bear part of the cost of free SHS? <laughs> So Evans, the poll is interesting. If you look at the Joy 99.7 FM platform, um, 60% of the votes we have so far says yes. They are willing to chip in their support, whilst 40% says no. Okay, so the majority say they're willing, they want to bear part of the, of the, of the burden when it comes to free SHS. So the comments are interesting. I'll read some uh, uh, for you uh, pretty shortly, but I want to uh, quickly pick up. Uh, so this is the Joy FM page. Um, what does the uh, Joy news page suggest? It's similar, mm. because there too, when the question was asked, are you willing to bear part of the cost of the free SHS in the wake of the crisis we've seen this week? Um, majority say yes. 55% uh, say yes, do bear part of the mm. cost. 45% uh, say no. Uh, be, be, are not, be are not willing to bear part of the cost. And the comments reflect that. Uh, Atanga uh, uh, and Nabila says that my, my rector back in senior high school told me that free things cost in the long run. Reverend Father uh, Pamphilio Tangan uh, is what he's quoting. The DK says, if we stop paying Woyome, we can feed the lads. Uh, another very interesting uh, perspective there that he's bringing to the table. Uh, it be things says there is money in the country. The inability of the free SHS to thrive is as a result of corruption and mismanagement. Government's unnecessary spending is what has brought us this far. No dime will be contributed by any parent. The free SHS has come to stay and it must work. So that's one of those, one of one, one person who says, well, I, I don't want to contribute. Uh, if you fix the corruption uh, and you fix the mismanagement, it should work fine. Indeed. Some of, these com some of the comments also on the Joy FM Twitter handle says, I think the government and GES, as a matter of urgency, should let the lower classes, Form 1 and 2, go home so that the small supplies available 
to be used to cater for the form theories until a better arrangement is made. Very interesting suggestion there. This one, Mimi, the violent captain, says, Day schools can be free. You know, free tuition, but boarders should pay for the food and accommodation. He has some people agreeing with him. Mm. This one says, then it won't be free, no? More like subsidized education, something okay. of the sort. So that that is that could be a problem. I mean, mm. if you're thinking like a politician, uh, because it's been branded well as free SHS. So once you say, well, you're reviewing it to, to allow parents who can afford to pay or parents to take out the uh, food, uh, Noble's point is then you can no longer call it free SHS policy. Mm. Um, you call it subsidized education. And then all, all quickly, you see how it won't sound sexy to the politicians because they, mm. it's a slogan that wins elections and wins the votes. You know, it's easy to comprehend. It's free. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. But the people say, majority say they are willing to pay. So, why willing not? Willing to pay, indeed. So, Evans, let's go to the people who are connecting with us. Let me start from Peter Kufikilson. And let me put this question that we've put on our social media platform. Please unmute for us. Um, the question I want to put to all of you, in the wake of these food shortages in senior high schools, are you willing to bear part of the cost? Kilsin. Yes, a very good evening to you, uh, the panelists. Kilsin, this um, time around, hello. yes or no, are you willing to bear part of the cost? Then I'll come for substantive points. Yes, I think I think um, there should be an arrangement for cost, cost sharing. sharing. Right. Let me go to yeah. Charles Ajete Soa. You are an administrator of the Council of PTA. Are you willing to burden share with government? Uh, thank you. Yes, we, we are very ready because mm. we, we value education. And we think that in the current crisis, um, where students will have to stay home and compromise their education, the quality of education, it is only uh, important for us to value education and then uh, uh, share the cost with government. Right. Antiaba, you are connecting with us. Are you willing to bear in share? Antiaba? Yes. Are you willing to bear in share? Yes. We should do the cost sharing. Yes. Okay. Right. Walker, are you willing to also pay something? Hello, Walker? Hello? Yes. Walker, are yes. you willing to pay yes. something? Yes, looking at the situation we found ourselves, I'm willing to uh, bear some of the cost. Right. Let me let me start the conversation from you, Antiaba. This week, the news was all over, from the Upper East to Upper West, back to the Eastern region. There were management of schools threatening to shut down schools if food supplies did not come in early. You, we know Antiaba is not your real name, but you manage a senior high school. How bad was the situation? Uh, so, as um, was aired, in fact, food shortages is all over. If we call our sister heads in other regions, it is the same. Um, as we speak, if there's any food supply from the Tuesday that they claimed, then maybe those schools that find themselves in the regional capitals, probably, because we are talking of a situation whereby when the food comes, it is sent to the buffer stock at the regional capital. And each school is supposed to go and pick her products. And so depending on how um, distant your school is from the regional capital, we are talking about the fuel that you'd have to use to go and pick up those products for feeding of the kids. Meanwhile, we're expecting that 
the products would be brought to the doorstep of the school. But now you need fuel to even go and pick the food. So as we speak, maybe our sisters in the um, in schools within the regional capitals probably have food, but we don't have that information. Hmm. So, so the government promised that this situation was going to normalize by the end of the week. You are saying that there are still some schools who still don't have food and that it may be those in the capitals who Probably. may have had access. As we speak, there are a lot of us around. I mean, um, I, I, we try to call other sister schools in other regions to find out what is happening. The story is no different. Have you had any communication in terms of why some of your schools haven't had their share of the food yet? The fact is that when the food comes, information is given and you are supposed to go and pick. Mm. But the food has... Your call has been put on hold. Please. Hello, Antiaba. Antiaba will come back on. Let me go to um, someone who has been managing a school before, the PTAs. They used to be very critical in terms of how these schools are managed. Now, they don't have so much of a role in terms of how these schools are managed because of free senior high school. Charles Ajete Soa, in, in the f- previous years before free SHS, you parents could chip in to help when some of these issues came up. How has this situation affected you? I mean, you've been monitoring the situation. How bad is it? Hello, Charles. Hello, Charles. Okay, so let, P- Peter, Kilsen, if you can hear me and you can unmute. Yeah, I, I can hear you clearly. You've been monitoring the reports. You also have siblings. How bad has been the situation for you? Yeah, absolutely, the situation has been terrible. I've been following the news and um, the reports and the concerns that have been raised so far indicate that the CSHS is at eight nine members and that if any proper mechanism is not put in place we would be headed into the ditch i mean i read a news article right before this program and uh, the news article was you know captured by john on the 29th of october 2020. i think uh charles that is the uh, head of you know assisted schools or something they had a conference at the wesley girls high school in Cape Coast. And one of the concerns that were laid out was the fact that it has been observed that the activities of the PTE has been gradually dying out because of free SHS. I mean, free SHS comes with a mass absorption of cost. And that it has been increasingly difficult for schools to even explore other financial options. I mean, of cost sharing or sharing the burden altogether. You understand or you recall that schools that even intended to, you know, take some extra fees from students, some of the head teachers were, you know, were 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 excommunicated. Some of them were given indefinite suspension and all of that. Some of them to have gone into different forms of punishment because the government felt that they had breached, you know, the instruction they have given them not to take any fees or to make school fees or to make education absolutely free. I think when all of these instances were happening, we didn't take cue or we probably didn't understand from the perspective of the head of teachers why some of them were taking some fees 
to probably complement, you know, their budget. I mean, their huge budget that they end up expending every academic year. Now, the reality has hit us, and we are back into this conversation, asking parents to, you know, bear themselves. So, are we going to? Hello, Kilsin. Let me let me let me go to Charles. You know, recall some of the teachers who have decided, or are we going to, you know, retract our words? Are we going to retract our words for, for the kind of punishment that we meted out to some of the heads of schools mm. for, for you know, putting up sure that some of the you know items that were being bought or some of the budgetary items that were being expended by the schools were covered with i mean the support of the parents you would you would admit that in the past pta fees or pta dues used to be a massive of the school fees and used to aid the schools i mean in their function of the delay in the release of government subvention and grants the senior high schools would usually go and get so Kilsin's line is breaking. We'll fix that. They are able to credit the, you know. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? It's better now. Yeah. As as and when government credits, I mean, what do you call it? The account of these schools, they are able to fulfill their financial obligation to their creditors. In the past, PTA dues used to be used to complement some of these financial expenditures by the school while these schools wait for governments to come in. But currently, we do not find some of these instances. You go to some of the schools, and PTAs have contributed to massive infrastructural you know, projects, amenities, and et cetera, in the schools. You don't find them again. And the schools are currently suffocated. Now, the schools have had to rely on all students' association to put up you know, financial muscle to be able to equip such schools in these difficult times. Mm. How many schools have, you know, resilient alumni like the Fancy Pimps, the Wesley Girls, the Achimotas, and etc. So a school like Tuasi, that probably doesn't have any outstanding alumnus, would have to suffer the fate of a policy that was not mm. well out. Okay. We are simply here because of somebody's ineptitude, somebody's incompetence. And for me, our government humbled itself enough to accept the concerns of parents from the onset that, look, we understand that education must be free. In fact, it is, it is clearly stipulated in the Constitution that uh, education must be progressive. The framers of the Constitution, in their own wisdom, understood the reason why they clearly indicated in Article 25 that education, I mean, secondary school education must be progressive because they knew that mm. if we are going into it and block, it is very difficult to sustain. Right. Kills now, it, we, a, now, 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 we came into 2017 and dumped all the consequences, you know, ignored all the odds and, and, and went into this policy without recourse to, you know, the consequences that may bring we, we onto could the face. ordinary Ghanaians. Yeah. And, so, and so for me, I, I clearly believe that it is time for us to go back to the table and review free SHS. I'm sure now... Review doesn't mean cancel to the president. And the president... Indeed, indeed Kilsin, like Kilsin, in the lead up to the Hello. 2020 election, the nomenclature about review and what it meant came up. Kilsin, I'll come back to you again. I'll come back to you. Okay. But I want to go to a parent because their children are the ones feeling 
this pinch in schools. Anthony Ziga, you are joining us on the phone. Anthony, how bad was the situation in your school? Did you get calls from your children to support them? Last um, Friday evening, around 4 o'clock, that, uh, uh, you know, she's in the third year, that the whole day, uh, they were not fit. Uh, they were living on Gary, and Gary to have finished, so she's hungry. Then I asked what happened. I said the kitchen was closed. The teachers too were not on the compound. Then should I say money for you to come back? He said no. What happened? That they are writing mosque, so the teachers should not allow them to go. I said no. You can't stay by starving. You have to come back. Sunday early morning. She called again that the way the thing is, she need to come home. Now so quickly. Then I sent her money to come back. Currently, she's with me in the house attending classes. Hmm. Mm. When do you think she can go back to school, given now that the government says the situation is being resolved? Yeah. Uh, we are only waiting for the school authority to let to fall on me. The fact that now the situation... The situation is okay, so the parents should the students to come back home. Other than that, for me, I don't think the way it is now, if there's no change, I don't think I can release my daughter, my daughter to go back to the school. Interesting. And so, mm. so, so, um, so you're, you're, the, the thinking I'm, I'm getting is that you prefer her to stay at home than go to school because of the situation that is currently um, the school is dealing with? You know, uh, the school is far from where I am. I'm not, uh, 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 the, 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 the child is not with me the, around the school, around my area. Uh -huh. So for me to be at home, uh, feed myself well, and she being there angry, I, I prefer you to be with me to take private classes and then go in for the, uh, uh, the examination, if the situation didn't change. But if the school authorities call like that now, uh, the situation has changed, they should come back, why not? And this this is a very interesting one. So now you're having to pay extra for private classes for your child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm paying for. Okay, be only because of the of the food problem. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so be, because it, because she 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 she's, she lives far away from me, and I'm and I'm also afraid that if I, if she didn't come home, she, she can dodge herself in maybe a different attitude. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Um, let me let me go back to Charles because you manage. Okay, Charles is not there. Let me let me then let me take the perspectives of um, Kilsen again. When you when I spoke to you earlier on, you said you were willing to chip in something. Government has said they can do this. Why are you supporting government when government clearly says we can do this? These are challenges that will come up, and we are we are going to fix it. You know, Kweku. Hello. Kilsen, yes. Hello, Kweku. Yes. I mean, it is it is quite evidential that currently Russia accounts for some 30% of Ghana's imported grains, 50% of slab, and 39% of fertilizer. One of the main or fundamental reasons why we are here and we are we are here complaining about food shortage is because of government's own, you know, failure to adopt locally, you know, grown solutions to solve some of our food supply issues and agricultural issues. You will recall that government initiated uh, the so-called touted, uh, what do you call it, uh, planting for food and jobs 
with the idea that we would have enough food in our buffer stock to be able to, you know, and cater for the hungry population. I mean, for population in terms of, I mean, in terms of crisis and circumstances. Mm. That is the main idea behind the creation of that policy. And so, when the policy is expected to manifest itself in such crisis, there is absolutely nothing to brag about. And so, a government that is committed to fixing such a problem should be bold enough to even oust the agriculture minister for failing to undertake such projects credibly. And so, I mean, if food were readily available, we would not have gotten to this level. Mm. You and I know that when we go to the secondary schools, the most consumed, um, what do you call it, staple or delicacy, uh, you know, are corn food. So you have fancy kinky, you have dark kinky, and you know other fancy foods. In my school in GSTS, we used to consume corn food three times a day, mm. no, three times a week. And then I think we even have a breakfast called uh, it's made with corn or something. So that's 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 I mean that's part of the lunch. We have about four staples of delicacies that are consumed by secondary school students for GSTS, my school. So you can imagine for other schools and how many times in a week students consume corn food. We are in the rainy season. What is the expectation? The expectation is that we should have buoyant supply of maize foods because maize, I mean, maize crops usually don't take a lot of time to, you know, to 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 cultivate and to be harvested. So that so, so that government so that government could raise yes, so, some of this for, uh, for the for, exactly. for the national so, buffer so, stock. So what Yes, exactly. So, mm. what I'm saying so, is so Kilsen, hold, hold it there. I'll come back to yeah. you. Let me go to someone that manages the schools. They, they see all that is going on. Charles Ajete Soa is the administrator of the Council of PTA. Yeah, I'll come to Charles shortly, but I'm curious um, with the what we heard from the parent. The, the child has left school. The child is with him uh, at home. Um, he's spending money now to try and get private tuition for the child because of the food problem. Um, we, we have the uh, headmistress of one of the schools uh, who connected with us earlier, and she's on the line uh, with us. Antiaba, uh, you, you are with us. I mean, we have the a parent earlier who told us a, a, a pretty touching story of, about the child with, with him now home. He's investing his own resources now to try and get some, you know, private training uh, teaching for her because obviously the food problem persists in their school. I wonder whether in your school you've seen um, some of your students leave, go home, or parents come take them out because of this problem. Um, with the issue of um, students leaving because of um, the, the the food situation, I think that. Um, I could say those students are not ready to put in any sacrifice because, you see, things have been better. And so if we have a situation where things are not as it used to be, it is all about how you manage the situation too. It's very, very important. What we are saying, the, the most important thing is that for the students not to starve, when it comes to starvation, then there's real problem. But where we are talking of quantities reducing or the quality probably being a little compromised, sometimes even in our own homes, we have challenges and we try to manage some of these things. So for students mm. to leave school just because 
the quantity of food has been reduced and all that, that one, I wouldn't subscribe to it. And I think that mm. if we have such students embarking on such journeys, they should be ready to sacrifice. Because we all went through some sacrifices before we got to where we were. Um, interesting perspective there. Uh, stay mm-hmm. with me, um, uh, um, Antia, but I want to b- b- bring in a parent on, on the point you made because, of course, we've all been to school. Uh, Anton Ziga, you, you made that point earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What do you make of the of the headmistress' point on this? Mm-hmm. Uh, the headmistress talking, I can hear she's an elderly person. Uh, in my daughter's case, it isn't that the size of the food is not okay. The total kitchen was shut down for a whole day. Nothing was cooked for the student. Then the following day, it continued for the second day. Come on, what do you think will happen? Quickly, I have to make arrangements for such a to come home. Are you understanding me? So in your case, there was no food at all? Already, already she has even made a case some time ago that the size of the food is not okay. I said manage it. But this time, the whole kitchen is shut down. As a parent, what can you do? As a parent, quickly, you know, you have to let your child come home. Rather than let her stay there and indulge herself in different attitudes. No. So in my case, that is what I think it can help me. But I don't know somebody's case. Are, are you getting me? Uh, uh, Antaba, you, you get you get the, the parents' uh, frustration. Yes, yes. So in this situation where there wasn't any food at all served in the school, yes, that is a peculiar issue. But where we have students going home because the food, the quantity of food has been reduced or the quality has been compromised a little and whatever. Now, with this um, strike action that happened. Now, our superiors wrote to us, to our regional directors, that as management, we should ensure that the students are safe, that the um, environment is um, safe for them to be there. Yes, we knew they wouldn't be teaching because teachers were on strike. Non-teaching too, we had them also on strike. But for every school, the matron, the domestic bazaar is part of management. So each member of management is to ensure that somehow along the line, the, 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 the normal routine goes on, including eating. So that even if they would eat that and uh, weight uh, food or, you know, quite compromise, you know, quality of food or whatever, then you wouldn't, as a student, or as a parent, you wouldn't then have the cause to come and pick your child because the child is starving. With this instance that the parents give, it means that the students were starved the whole day. That is not what management was supposed to do in the various schools. And so I think that, um, unfortunately, in the situation of his daughter or whatever, there wasn't any food at all. So that one, as a parent, when you hear Definitely, you would want to save the situation, probably for your child. But could you imagine if all parents in that school 
had decided to go and withdraw their children, then we would have had a different case altogether. And so for a lot of schools in their country, they were able to talk to their domestic brothers to have a skeletal uh, 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 staff, kitchen staff especially, at least to feed the children with the food that is already not enough. But at the end of the day, we are not supposed to starve the kids. I mean, very, very interesting personal perspective. And then we are getting a better picture into what really happened in the schools. And the very difficult decisions both the teachers, the, the heads, and the parents had to make in the midst of the crisis. I mean, Mr. Soa, you are the, with the Council of PTAs. Um, do you, you, what more can you tell us about this very complex negotiation that needed to happen between parents, the teachers, the heads, even the students themselves in the midst of the crisis. Do you, is, does it reflect the general picture as it possibly came to your, your, your outfit? Um, thank you very much. Yes, it does. Uh, you know, the, the, the crisis as we, we, we speaking, you know, of, uh, it's not an easy thing. It's been very tough for parents. And then the school has to be managed. Uh, like um, Mr. Ziga was saying, where the whole kitchen was shut down, there was no way the parents would sit there and allow the child to, to stop. You understand? But where there is, there was uh, this kind of um, reduced quantity, then we expect we expected parents that parents will go there with their provisions to supplement whatever the school uh, managers were giving to them. That was what we actually uh, communicated to uh, some of the parents, if not all. So that that's the situation. The situation is is quite bad, hmm. and therefore we we impressed upon government to do something, and we wrote in in our two uh, press releases that was what we were saying, but especially where we, we, we realized that um, the negotiations with the teachers was not even for, uh, 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 yielding the right results, we thought that the school should be completely shut down, leaving the form trace mm-hmm. of both the BC and uh, writers and then the uh, YC writers. Fortunately, uh, yesterday we had good news. So we are still thinking that government should expedite action on the, uh, the feeding you know, uh, situation in the schools. The, the, the point that, the point you, ra- you you raised there about getting a form ones and form twos to go home. Someone shared the comment on Twitter about that. Walker, you are a teacher. Did there were, were there situations where you had to feed students out of pocket? Um, simply yes, so many times, not just once. So many times because as um, my co-panelist as already stated, the quality and the quantity of the food given to these students because of many financial challenge and sustainability of these free SHS has become a burden on the ordinary teachers. You have no option than to help these students to survive. It got into a time where teachers decided in my school to call the parents to also support their works. And these parents, as we know them, used to cook 
and bring the food to their walls in the school because virtually the dining halls were not operating. So it has been a very dire consequence, very bad situation in schools, which impede academic work, especially when you are a teacher and you are in the classroom where students are complaining of hunger. You cannot effectively teach. They will not concentrate because a student with no food in the stomach cannot virtually learn. So it is a situation which is killing the quality of education in our schools. It has gotten to a time the government has to review the SHS policy, allow parents who can afford to contribute and pay. There is a situation. We have a headmistress on the panel. You can ask. Some of the parents ordinary come to school to support financially, but the headmasters are afraid to take in that money to support because the moment you are caught with that act, you'll be reprimanded. So this is a situation which is impeding the quality of education that the ordinary Ghanaian or student wants. Mm -hmm. So I think this situation is also taking a turn on the students and teachers in class. As you know, the teachers, our salaries are very, very, very low, nothing to write home about. But you cannot afford to not help students mm. to get food to eat. So it, 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 it is a situation which must be relooked at. And the policy, I agree, we should review the policy, allow those who can afford to pay. And this will help us to get the education that we want. Otherwise, this time, it, it, it is getting to a time where we cannot hold on classes. Because if the students are not getting food, they will not virtually come to the class. Mm. So it is a situation which is, which is impeding the, the, the teaching and learning in the classroom. Right. Virtually, if the teachers and the headmistress and masters will tell you. Right. Antiaba, you've been in management for a while. You are still a headmistress. Would you ascribe these challenges, these full challenges and other challenges that we've seen in recent times to the Free Senior High School program in particular? Um, well, I think that um, the, 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 the challenge now has been with the food supply. The food supply, like I said initially, initially it was better. So the issue is what went wrong because initially we would be in our schools in all the regions and then they'll bring the food to your doorstep and then you also use and then they would give you the right quantities and then you also make sure that you get to your kitchen staff to prepare the food for the students so at first it was fine the issue is what went wrong and so if the issue is with the buffer stock, now there are supplies and there are strategies that they were using. It's not, you know, uh, uh, um, um, being directed as they used to do at first. They should revisit that and then make sure that there are enough supplies on time for us to use it to feed the kids. Now, if the problem is with the issue of funding, then if we have other stakeholders, coming on board to support so that at the end of the day as heads of schools wherever we find ourselves all that we want is for them to bring enough food 
enough money. First, he used to prepare for the kids. And we believe that when that is done, as simple as that, teaching and learning definitely would improve. Because like you were saying, when the students are hungry, concentration definitely goes down. So the issue is what went wrong with the initial stages of the FSE test. It's not perfect. They were bringing the food to your doorsteps, the right quantities, good quality. The question is, what happened? So for us as heads of schools, now looking at the stress that we are going through, our demands are so simple. How they were operating the supplies at first. They need to revisit that. And if it is about funding challenges, they should invite other stakeholders on board to come and support so that at the end of the day, there will be free flow um, and timely flow of supplies for us to feed the students with. That is all. Charles, Charles, you are into PTA. Do you, do you agree with what headmistress just said? Yes. I agree with the headmistress, but I think that uh, what the headmistress has said does not even um, bring out the all the problems that is you know that, that are with the uh, supply of food uh, from the buffer stock you realize that she said that in the beginning supplies were coming you know uh, continuously and in the right quantities but if this buffer stock is you know budgeted for by the nation then why is it that from the beginning it flowed but now that it has traveled a, lo a, a little bit longer, things are going. It means that maybe the Ministry of Finance is not, you know, giving the buffer stock, you know, uh, uh, their finance on time. Right. And if it is not coming on time, then it means that they will also not be able to engage their suppliers to be able to supply their schools. And I think that that's the bottom line. You know, and that is why I agree so much with what the headmistress is saying. Uh, Antiaba is saying that um, other stakeholders must be engaged, and that forms the, 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 the foundation of this discussion that we are having. That burden share is not you know, something that we can wish away. Mm. Innocent, Kudu Madifo, you, you come in at this point in terms of what the headmistress has just said, the PTA agreeing that we all need to come on board, all other stakeholders. What exactly are you willing to do to help get this situation right? Well, um, the, the issue, as uh, the headmistress has said, is about analyzing what has gone wrong. At the point, supplies were coming promptly, and um, so the kids were fed promptly. Now, if, upon analysis, it's an issue of funding, then, like she suggested, stakeholders, other stakeholders must be brought in. And then um, we look at the situation, and if it requires parent supporting, then those who can afford can chip in to support. But then someone will ask, how do you determine who can support? And that is the other challenge, determining who can afford and who cannot afford. I don't know how and when a mechanism can be found to, as it were, assess 
those parents who maybe have a certain minimum threshold of um, income or earnings, and then wards or kids of those people will then not qualify for this free thing. Whatever will be saved can then be used to assure that number one, feeding is on time and in the right quantity. And then, of course, we also have problems arising out of pressure on infrastructure as a result of the increased intake. Mm. You know, so we've gotten to a point where we need to look at and analyze properly. We need to, as it were, diagnose what actually has caused this crisis at this time. So, Evans, we have some messages on our WhatsApp console. This one says, Evans, why on earth can this free education be dropped and scholarships given to real people who are in need? Paying fees for good foundation, nurseries, and primary schools are higher than secondary school fees. So why should all parents have free education with so much hassle? That is Nana from Spintex Road. Kofi from Mahimrahia says parents should pay boarding and feeding fees. Those who can't pay for boarding and feeding should enjoy day school. That is Kofi from Mahimrahia. Parents should be allowed to pay for accommodation and feeding. These are some messages, Evans, from our WhatsApp console. I see a very interesting point of view, and I think there's a consensus that uh, a review is is needed at a point. Government had said, thankfully, uh, that uh, they will review. The suggestion from the head, and I guess the parent, is willing. You're willing. I mean, and the polls show it on Ghana Connect that Ghanaians are willing to bear part of the cause. The question is, will government allow that to happen? Um, we'll see. Uh, this unfolds with the IMF program and the consultations quickly. And all our connectors, thank you very much uh, for connecting uh, tonight. The lads are taking over with Locker Room. is poised to break the eight. The party elects new national executives to lead the charge. Your election headquarters has assembled the best political team on radio, television and online to bring you the most comprehensive coverage. The Joy News special build-up series will focus on the key candidates and positions. Friday, July 15, will bring you the election eve special from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Winston Amwa and myself live on Joy News. We'll bring you unmatched coverage of the National Delegates Conference at the Accra Sports Stadium. From 9 a.m. to the final results are declared. Only on Joy News, your election headquarters. Good start from all the athletes as expected. Crystal Ruha getting out of the blocks well up and out of Pippi. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? 
Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Zero will have to come from behind. Kepa Nelson's finishing pass and furious. Party like an open house party from the moment 8 p.m. kicks in on a Saturday night. We slam tracks like no other, blending Afrobeats, hip line, dance hall, hip hop, RB, and more. So many flavors to choose from. The open house party on Joy FM. It's the open house party on Joy FM. Mr. Black on the open house party. On the open house party. The open house party with DJ Black. DJ Black. DJ Black. If he's spinning it, it gotta be hot. That's what it is, man. Join DJ Black on the Open House Party every Saturday evening from 8 till midnight on your Super Hits Radio, Joy 99.7 FM. Join us on radio or catch the live stream on simply get involved with the hashtag Open House Party. Text in or call in live. The party is right here. The Open House Party keeps you turned up. The Open House Party on Joy FM with DJ Black is powered by Joy Entertainment. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. After all the build-up this week on Joy News, Joy FM, the Joy Sports team is bringing you a special look at the World Athletics Championship. Today's locker room is all about... Oregon 2022. I'm Gary L. Smith in Accra and I'll be joined by a panel who know the ins and outs of the games. We'll be previewing especially of course the Ghana team and looking at what else is making headlines across the world in this 
the biggest gathering of athletes every year. Okay, it's six minutes past seven here in our studios in Kokomlemle in Accra. It's seven hours behind in Eugene, Oregon, which is where the World Athletics Championships will be taking place. We've been previewing it all week. We have two reporters there, George Adujuni and Muftar Nabila, and uh, we'll be hearing from them pretty shortly. In studio with me is Khalil Hines as well. He, Khalil, hi, good, 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 good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about y'all? I'm doing well. I mean, I, I don't know about us all because I'm the only one here with you. Um, apart from the producer, of course, who's not talking. But Khalil is um, an Oregonite. Yes. Isn't that it? Yes, I am. I am excited to be here in Accra. Um, talking to y'all it's funny me and george switch places and you know he's talking about eugene here and i'm talking about you know he's talking about eugene the Ghanaians, and i'm talking about eugene the Ghanaians as well yeah. just on two different kind of levels but i'm really excited to be here thank you yeah so um as fate would have it khalil is from you know the university of oregon and he is with joy fm on um summer vacation program yes and george ado jr well he is with joy fm and he's on a summer vacation program in oregon (laughs) 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 and he's on the line with us hi george hi george how are you doing can you hear me you have to unmute i guess yes Uh, yes it's 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 in it's in it's in it's in it's in it's in it's sorted. Is it better now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can, can hear you. How's, how's your summer vacation going? <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> this is brutal summer vacation. I'm telling brutal. you, man. So here <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, we'll be trying to look at some of the backstories as well. And, and, and let me just start from here. Khalil, um, you made the trip from Oregon to Accra and George has gone the other way. So let's start with jet lag stories. Uh, how did you come to Accra? Well, how did I come to Accra? Yeah. Well... Uh, I missed my first flight to get here. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I made my second flight from LAX to Minnesota, and then my flight, my second connecting flight, got canceled. So it, I was delayed like three, four days coming out here. But man, my first week, I couldn't stay up past seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was get home, drop like a fly. So that was that was my story. How about you, George? That's what I was going to ask as well because George was telling <laughs> me about three or four hours ago that he started in Ghana in the evening. Yes, George. Yeah, yes. And then, of course, <laughs> tell your story, my friend. Yeah, it was interesting. So I I was going the reverse. So I started in the evening in Ghana, went into the afternoon in Amsterdam, and entered in the morning in, in, in Eugene. So it was from yeah, the Kotoka International Airport straight to Amsterdam, and then from Amsterdam to Portland International Airport, and then from the Portland International Airport, Eugene. Now, from Amsterdam to... Portland International Airport, uh, the longest flight I've been on. <laughs> in your life. <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, so, the reason we are talking about this jet lag issue is that some of the athletes are coming from the most ridiculously far-flung distances on Earth to Oregon. And, you know, for us to understand the stresses they go through, 
Kaleo, give us an idea. I mean, optimally, you have to be you have to be at where the games will be at several days in advance, right? So that you can sleep on time, you can readjust your body clock, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I get anxiety. I, I used to get anxiety with you know being in the same town as where I was supposed to be at. So, um, you know, I can only imagine for someone. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.